This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. Third and a mile. Welcome everybody to the Coach Brew Podcast. This episode of the pod is brought to you by Chin Up Chest Out Apparel, my motivational clothing brand. Check them out at chinupchestout.com. Sign up for their newsletter and... Get an immediate discount and free shipping on your first order. Third and a mile. <laughs> what a concept. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that uh, way back in the dark ages, when Fred Flintstone pedaled his car with stone wheels, yeah, I'm talking about the 70s. The NFL football team was the Houston Oilers. And they had a great running back, Earl Campbell. And one year in preseason training camp, Earl was so out of shape, he couldn't run a mile. And when the head coach, Bum Phillips, great name, (laughs) was asked what he was going to do about it, Coach Phillips said, well... When it's third and a mile, we just won't run him. And yeah, that was comical and got a laugh. But more importantly, it illustrates a great point. And it's wonderful advice for all of us, whether you're a football coach, an executive coach, an entrepreneur, a leader, a teacher, any kind of organization, you have a leadership role. And the point is this. (laughs) don't ask people to, quote, play out of position. Don't ask people to do things that are weaknesses instead of strengths. The more you can have your team operating in the strength zone, the better off everyone will be. The more successful, the more productive, the more profitable you'll be, you know. Reminds me of when I was in high school. Played high school lacrosse, and our coach was a uh, hes a great coach, John Disler. He was a stickler for details. And <laughs> we had, uh, well, for tryouts, to quote, the first round of cuts was being able to run a six-minute mile if you were a field player. And... If you couldn't run a few, if you couldn't run a six-minute mile, you'd end up playing JV, basically. Now, there's one exception to that rule. <laughs> that was the goalie. And when someone asked him about it, <laughs> like, why doesn't the goalie have to be able to run a six-minute mile? He very astutely said, "It's most important for midfielders." The average midfielder in a lacrosse game runs six miles. And the average goalie in a lacrosse game runs six feet. And it might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but he's not far off. The lacrosse goal, if you're moving from one side to the other, is six feet wide by six feet tall. (laughs) And it's kind of like point proven, you know. Um, There's going to be a different standard for the goalie. Because his one and only, if not, well, his most important, if not one only, real job is to stop the ball, to make saves. 
So why would you ask him to do something that doesn't directly correspond to how he's going to help the team win? And that lesson always stuck with me in terms of what are you asking your people to do? And is it, uh, is it sort of outside their strength zone? And simple but powerful lesson because so often, you know, we do things that we spend our time, maybe I should say we waste our time doing things that are, uh, could be categorized as weaknesses instead of focusing on our strengths. Great example is this. Um, when I first started my business, I started uh, doing my taxes myself. And I was probably screwing myself out of some deductions. It was a huge, huge time suck. And I wasn't very good at it. You know, things are getting missed. So uh, I delegated that. But, you know, I outsourced that to an accountant. And he's found deductions I wasn't aware of. He's kept things organized and, and uh, you know, followed all the federal and state regulations that we need to follow according to the tax code that I wouldn't have been aware of. You know, I'm not an accountant. <laughs> I'm a speaker, author, coach. So I expanded on that whole idea of delegating outside of my strength zone uh, in another area. And it was simply outsourcing things within my business that are outside my, you know, top revenue producing activities. So, for example, my top revenue producing activity is speaking, you know, professional speaking. My second highest revenue producing activity is coaching. And my third highest revenue producing activity is really content creation, but more specifically, writing books. So every single thing that I can do to delegate tasks outside of my top three revenue-producing activities, I try and offload. Typically, it's absolutely going to someone who is better suited for that task. Digital marketing, graphic design, you know, whatever the case may be. Website management search engine optimization, all those things. And typically that money is not an expense to outsource that work. It is an investment because it allows me to spend more time on my top revenue producing activities. And the three hours that I would spend trying to update and, and get my uh, website up to spec, so to speak, uh, is better spent, you know, going and speaking to an organization, speaking at a conference or convention. And I'll make exponentially more money doing that than I pay out to a web designer or to a bookkeeper or to a graphic design person or a digital marketer. So it's a net gain. And how often are we doing things that are really kind of a net loss instead of a net gain where our time could be better spent elsewhere. 
So some food for thought for you. Uh, I'm taking a Friday morning hike through the woods with my dogs. And you know, how are you either playing out of position and shouldn't be or asking some of your people to play out of position, so to speak? What do I mean by that? You're asking them to do things that aren't in their skill set. You know, you're never going to ask your goalie to face off as an example I love to give. You know, and why are you asking people, you know, who have one unique skill set and set of great talents to do something else that uh, maybe a liability either for them or for your organization? An example I love to give is having salespeople fill out sales reports, fill out prospecting sheets and things like that. Or even just fill out orders. The amount of time that an organization typically asks salespeople to do paperwork is time they are not spending making sales. I know that sounds crazy, right? The idea that, you know, a salesperson could take the time they're spending filling out a sales report and land a new customer would pay for many, many, many times over the administrative assistant you hire for that person to fill out all their paperwork. Crazy concept, I know. Um, most pe- most organizations won't do that because this is the way they've always done things. The salesperson fills out the order and fills out prospecting sheets and fills out forms and writes down all their projections and does their budget. And how about you just turn, salespeople are lone wolves. How about you just turn them loose to go prospect and make sales and have a dedicated admin person for several salespeople. They could handle more than one to process all the paperwork and all that administrative minutia and BS that gets generated. Your salespeople will be happier Happier employees are more productive employees. More productive employees uh, make for a more productive, profitable company. So where are you leaving money on the table by having people play out of position? A little food for thought as it relates to you. And maybe you're a solopreneur and you need to you know, look at your activity. A great way to do that is to go back. And just look at your calendar, whether it's a a paper kind of day planner that you operate off of, or it's a um, Google calendar, and just look at your daily tasks, activities, you know, things that you're doing uh, every day, and good morning, how are you? You're on my podcast right now. So the things you're doing on a daily basis that you shouldn't be doing. How are you playing out of position? And add up how much time is spent on a daily, weekly, monthly basis doing those things. I just said hello to my neighbor walking her dog in the woods. And I think you'll be uh, shocked, maybe appalled. Better term might be enlightened. Uh, It's a revealing statistic when you crunch the numbers and look at the data and the amount of time. You're spending doing things that really would be better suited outsourcing. And then take a look at your top three revenue-producing activities. 
and what you could have been doing in those hours that you spent outside of your strength zone, outside of your your high value activities. That alone should uh, be the impetus for change. And if you're not willing to go all in on this, treat it as an experiment, which is really what entrepreneurship or owning a business is, is a great experiment. You get to tweak the knobs, turn the dials, adjust things on an ongoing basis. You know, outsource one thing and see how that freed up your time and really emotional, mental bandwidth as well. If that went well, outsource a second thing. See how much more that does for you. You know, we treasure what we measure is uh, a saying I like to use. So measure, test, experiment, take it from there, and then make some longer-term decisions with this. But yeah, are you asking someone to run third in a mile? I sure hope not. So I'll leave you with that final thought. This has been the Coach Brew Podcast, and it's brought to you by Chin Up Chest Out Apparel. Check them out at chinupchestout.com. Catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Coach Brew Show. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, sign up now on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And for more information to turn your potential into performance, head on over to coachbrew.com now.